Hello, my lovelies, and I hope you're having a good day and a good week. And thank you for listening to my podcast. For those of you that are my, you know, continual listeners, as well as welcome to my new listeners. I hope that my experience can help you feel validated and give you some clues as to how this is all going to work out and things to look out for. So today's topic is one, actually a trait of narcissism, which is the sense of entitlement. Okay. Um, I thought that would be a good way to, because we can incorporate different ways in which a narcissist uses this sense of entitlement. So basically, feeling entitled is just feeling like you deserve something just by for being alive. So it's not like feeling grateful for what you have, for example. They don't feel grateful. They feel like it's their right to have what they have, right? And most of us that are not disordered, <laughs> toxic, feel grateful for what we have or what we've accomplished. So what does sense of entitlement look like in a narcissist? Well, first of all, they feel like they should always be put first, no matter what the situation. And what I mean by that is, for example, walking into a restaurant, a narcissist will expect to be seated at the best table just because they are who they are, regardless of the fact that they are no one or nobody, right? <laughs> they're just a person. Um, they're not a celebrity or anything like that. They expect to be seated, even if the restaurant's full, at the best table, right? And they will complain and make a big deal if they are not treated as if they were like a superstar. So everything in their life is something that they feel entitled to, right? And one of those things is definitely their children, right? They don't feel like they should have respect because they respect their children. They feel entitled to that respect. And that is a huge thing because I've always had a problem with that. I was a teacher for six years. And that is actually a profession where a lot of narcissists tend to gravitate towards because they have power over children or teenagers, right? So it's a good way to feed their narcissism. But I always started, when I started a new year with my new students, in, in my mind, I never told this that because, you know, you, you give kids too much um, leeway and they will step all over you. And that's for sure. Believe me. But in my own mind thinking, I don't deserve their respect. They need I need to earn it. OK, so that's the opposite of what a narcissist would think would be like, I'm your teacher and you need to respect me. Did I ever say that? Absolutely. Because there were just times when kids were just out of hand 
And it was like, you know, I'm, I'm the one in the room that controls because things could get out of hand, but that's different. But I always felt like things would fall into place as far as classroom management, as long as they respected me because I respected them. And that's exactly what I would after a few months of, of them being my students. If something was going awry in the classroom, I would say, okay, guys, this is, this is how it is. Do I, do I not respect you? Do I treat you with respect, with kindness? Do I ask, do I say, please? Yes. Well then why are you not behaving the same way back? Because that's more of a teachable moment. Okay. So narcissists don't think that way at all. They think that they deserve to be treated a certain way just for their existence. And you can see it in, in, in many different scenarios. Okay. So the, the, the restaurant being seated immediately, you know, expecting that or expecting your children to just bow down to you and say what do what you want them to do and what happens a lot of times with that kind of entitlement is that the child rebels and I will have to do a podcast on the differences in us as the children of a narcissist um and how the different paths that we tend to take um but for now we're just going to work uh, talk about I'm just going to talk about the entitlement um, they feel entitled to control our lives, um, to control it as, as far as they want to. And as long as they want to, they feel entitled to whatever. Okay. It's everything. I mean, that is one of the narcissistic traits. So one of the things that a narcissist will do over and over and over again is they love lawsuits and I've never said this before but I I've heard many times if they feel entitled to something and they don't get it they will sue for it okay so they are out there suing everyone and their grandmother for something Okay. So it could be, I mean, it could be anything. Of course, there's lawsuits out there that are legitimate. But if they felt that something they were entitled to didn't happen, they would go and sue for it. If it's something they can sue for, of course, right? And a lot of you, um, I know, have been to court or preparing to go to court or um, have thought about it with the narcissist, you know, against the narcissist or they've put a court, you know, they, they've sued you for something, right? Cause they feel entitled to it, right? I know a lot of you, and, and this kind of blends in with the financial dependence. The reason that they keep you dependent is one so that they keep you with them. But the other one is they feel entitled to your money. They feel entitled to have their needs met 100% by you, even if you cannot meet your own needs, right? And, and that's the thing that we have to realize, okay? 
we have to be narcissists without being toxic ourselves. And and I don't mean that in the way that, you know, you may think. I mean, we have to put ourselves first sometimes. We have to, you know, practice self-care, whether that's meditation or whatever, listening to music and you, you like taking a walk, whatever it is that we do that we enjoy that helps us, puts us first. And think about the things that you are currently doing solely to keep the narcissist happy or keep the narcissist from attacking you. Those things need to go because they're not entitled to your time. They're not entitled to your life. They're not entitled to your money. They're not entitled to your love. They're not entitled to anything. Right? I'm going to tell you something, and this is kind of the reason why I'm making this podcast. I know that narcissists, I I mentioned before, they like to sue people when they feel that something has gone wrong. Right? I didn't get what I deserved, so I'm going to get it through the court system and sometimes they do sometimes they don't that's you know it's hard because judges and and lawyers are narcissists too a lot of them so it's complicated but I'm going to tell you um where I came up with talking about being entitled I every day almost every day I learn something new I mean it's it's inevitable right just because you go into contact, the world doesn't exactly tell truths that are hiding. Or if you're not in their lives, you don't know what's going on, right? You can see some truths definitely you, you, with, a, with distance. And that's why I always say you can't see their behavior against you un- unless you're not in it anymore. But there are definitely things that we don't know right? Especially if you really are good at no contact. So it's funny because I I have to say I felt a little bit of satisfaction and you guys will have those moments too. Um, if you've read, you know, uh, the, the moment my life changed and I talk about, you know, finding out about, about having three brothers, that's fine. Um, that's not the reason I went no contact. That's just the, that was the first thing that got me to realizing who my parents really were and starting to peel the onion of the truth. And it took a few months. Um, and then we had hurricane Irma and I live in Southwest Florida. Hurricane Irma went right over where I live and I didn't have electricity for 10 days. And my parents had electricity the day after or two days after the hurricane. It was 97 degrees in the house. And my husband was feeling sick and we had to go to a hotel. And my and I only found out my parents had power because I called to see how they were doing. And during that whole time before the hurricane, right after the hurricane, I was the one making the phone calls, asking how they were doing. My mother was doing the stonewall thing. Because I decided she wasn't entitled to my body because there was a hurricane. I wasn't going to spend the hurricane in her house. So 
that's that's really where I went no contact because I realized that she was punishing me and it didn't tell me they had power and we were dying here. Well, as it turns out, and I just found this out last night. <laughs> and it's funny how I found out. Sometimes um, the universe will lead you in a strange way, will lead you to find something out or see the truth about something. My husband saw on the news someone that had been arrested that he knew many years ago. And I started, I'm a researcher. So I started, I went online, looked him up. Is this him and date of birth and height and looked at his picture. And we were trying to figure out if it was him or not. But most likely it is because he's, um, the name is not common. And he lives here, so it's him. So anyhow... I got curious and I, and I, you know, public records, if there's a lawsuit and there's a court case, you can look it up. You can see the documents. I look up my dad's name and they had actually sued their insurance company because they had damage to their house on the day of that storm. Something I didn't know. So it gave me a little bit of satisfaction. Like, aha, something happened. Something went wrong because of that storm. And you know, they had to sue. Now I'm assuming I, I'm not a lawyer and I cannot translate the lawyer jargon on those court documents. Okay. I can't, <laughs> but I can tell you this much. They were suing for $15,000 for da- uh, damages and continual whatever. Um, due to the hurricane and but that lawsuit was the end of 2019 and it it was resolved in January of 2020 so this year um so whatever it it didn't say anywhere what the damages were um it probably did but I I, w- I wasn't going to try and find it it was one one doc docket had sixty nine pages. Uh, I'm good. So it went on for months. It looks like, and you know, I went back and forth, and I don't think you know they kept you know my parents kept extending it. Well, finally they came to an agreement. I said probably their lawyer said, "Hey, you're paying more in lawyer fees than you're going to make in this." So whatever you make, you're going to have to pay me anyway. So just just go with it. The thing is that there's a huge deductible and the insurance company is claiming that the damage was less than the deductible. So therefore, they didn't owe my parents any money. I'm guessing they probably got one or $2,000 and, and that they agreed to and that was it or 5000 whatever. And they agreed to and that was it. Um... So that's entitlement right there in a nutshell. Even though I have a strong feeling that my mother knew damn well that the damages didn't, wasn't over the deductible. She still went for the, the to sue because she was unhappy that they had to pay they're out of their own pockets, but it's in the plan. I, I saw actually the form that I kind of understand because I'm in HR and I had to um, look at bills for insurance 
So I kind of understand that a little bit. So it was like a $4,500 deductible. So if, if the damage was less than that, they have to pay out of pocket and they didn't like that or she didn't like that. So in the end, they, they settled out of court after all of that trouble. They settled out of court in January. Now, the interesting thing is, and most people would not connect it, but I did actually make the connection, is that that's when my mom and dad started to um, like drive around my neighborhood where my daughter caught them and, and took a picture and freaked out. And, and then a couple of weeks later, they showed up at my house, right? It was right after they that happened. Why? That was a blow to my mother. She didn't get what she wanted and she felt entitled to it. So she, that escalated her, um, the blow to her ego, right? Beyond the fact that I had, you know, gotten no contact, this was kind of related. It would happen during that hurricane. I think that maybe all of that together, um, she said, well, I have to do something to feel better because she didn't win the And to do that, they came here in the hopes that I would, you know, greet them with open arms and hugs and kisses and tearful. And, and it was completely the opposite of what they expected. So that's entitlement. All right. And the, in this life, I think a lot of you can attest to this. We are entitled to nothing. The things that we get, a lot of it is luck. And luck is not random like we think it might be. Luck is just preparation and timing, right? Timing is probably the part that we don't have as much control of. And so we see when something happens, it was good luck or bad luck, but it's really the timing was off. Um, we are not entitled to anything. What we have, whether it's, you know, a a beautiful house, we earned somehow, but we're not entitled to it. Right? The only thing that we're entitled to is life. And what, by that, I mean, having breathing, having your body function and even that's not a guarantee and it's not an entitlement it's just something we hope for right so entitlement is 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 an idea that that can ruin your life if you believe that you deserve something and i know that all of us here have felt that way at one time or another because our life has been very unfair to us right we, we're mixed up with these really disordered, toxic people. And we feel entitled to a better life, but we're not entitled to it. We have to take steps to be better, right? To love ourselves, to learn about what we went through so we can see the signs and slowly heal those memories and those situations and 
slowly start to see the world a little bit differently. And the thing is, we can go back and forth. Like one day we, we see things one way. And then the next day we might we might see it a different way. But that's all the process. Healing is not a straight line. Right? It's it's not. It's kind of like those I hate to say this, but the COVID charts. You know, it's peaks and va- and it goes down, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, right? That's pretty much how life is. And healing or healing. But it's it's an upward trend just like COVID unfortunately. Right, we're getting better. It's just sometimes we're a little worse and sometimes we're a little bit better. But the one thing that no one is, is we don't deserve anything. Really. We want it. And if we want it, we should strive for it. If we want friendships, then we have to be a good friend. If we want a family that is supportive, then we have to be really, really careful about who we pick, right, as our partner to make that family, because we don't want to be in a situation where they're entitled to us, because we don't belong to anybody. All right, so I'm going to end there. I'm sure you guys have your own experiences with entitlement. And what your parents consider things that they deserve, whether it's a material thing, whether it's an emotional thing where they deserve your emotion or whatever it is that they feel they deserve because they're disordered and they're entitled. All right, guys. So I'm sending you my love. Please follow me on my Instagram page at escaping narcissistic mothers no spaces um and i will put it in the show notes and until next time